Hello, everybody. You are listening to the MS Mobile Show. This is the podcast that helps you get the most out of the Microsoft services you use on all your mobile devices. On this episode, we will touch on some specifics of the latest technical preview version of Microsoft Mobile, and we will discuss a couple of the latest Microsoft apps on Android and iOS. We have a respected guest joining us, and of course, our, we will share our, share wow our personal app music and podcast picks. Also, we're going to debate the merits of vertical versus horizontal video, which will be interesting. My name is Vernon E.L. Smith. I am joined by my co-host, David V. Kimball. David, greetings, sir. Greetings, Vernon. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening to this show. If you are listening and you haven't subscribed yet, you might as well, because, I mean, more information is pretty much better than less. Uh, we're also on Twitter at MS Mobile Show. We're on Facebook or whatever. Uh, but we're also on Slack, so you should totally go to msmobileshow.com slash Slack and get the special golden invitation ticket to join. Because <laughs> we don't just let any ragamuffin join. It's a choice group of, you know, it's just, it's just if you want to join, join. <laughs> it is a wonderful place where uh, people is... Uh, quirky as us join together and many people much uh, better at interneting than us uh join together we are thrilled today to have gage castillo join us on this episode he's a freelance web developer big fan of html5 along with the browsers ie and edge uh windows windows phone mobile oh, how do i even say that windows phone slash mobile developer and he just reinstalled Windows 10 on a new SSD just to record a podcast with us. Welcome to the MS Mobile Show, Gage. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, well, uh, I, I, I felt definitely uh, privileged to be to get a golden ticket earlier, so just joined the <laughs> nice. Slack group. So I, I felt special, but uh, so I mean. Yeah, it was it was awesome, but uh, it's it's great to be with you guys. Um, you know, I've I've been podcasting since 2009. Since I've I've uh, started a group of, uh, of castoffs, I, I would like to call um, a bunch <laughs> of hooligans. Uh, I started a podcast with my good friend Justin Williams, uh, Slice of the Net. Uh, we met mm-hmm. on World of Warcraft back in 2009, 2008, circa, and decided to make a podcast. I, I don't know what started that, but uh, but yeah, since then I've been kind of in and out, in and out. Uh, life has hit a couple times, and uh, I've still stayed true to being a mobile enthusiast. Uh, my roots started off from uh, BlackBerry back in the uh, olden days, and uh, lost my passion for that, and uh, became uh, interested in Microsoft uh, devices, actually. Um, and uh, I, I was uh, kind of a convert through the uh, the Microsoft Develop uh, program, and uh, George Salcedo from uh, when at the time Nokia, so uh, ever since then I've been uh, in love with uh, Microsoft Mobile and uh, been really excited to uh, be an enthusiast. Very. What was that transition like from BlackBerry to Windows Phone? I'm just curious. Well, like what was the initial? Well, draw? there wasn't uh, much of a. There wasn't much coming from BlackBerry. I can tell you that besides uh, BBM um, and email, but uh, uh, Microsoft uh, Windows Phone. Uh, I was at the windows phone eight era so um i was actually given an incentive device and uh my first uh windows phone device was the 925 and uh that's when i kind of jumped in yes yes a gorgeous device i still have it to this day i won't sell it and i won't get rid of it but uh but it was a pretty good it was like it was more it made sense because i i was just 
it was around the time you know I was a real big fan of Windows Eight. I was one of those weird people that liked it for some reason. I loved I liked Nitro. it. Uh, I I, loved it. For me, the typeface was the, you know the typeface, the cleanness, and everything was was what drew me in. Uh, everything else I, I could deal with, you know, the quirks and the Metro UI and all that. You know, I I grown to love it. But uh, the transition from BlackBerry to Windows Phone, uh, I don't remember it too much because I just fell in love with Windows Phone. It was just amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, then from the 925, I then was given an incentive device from Develop, from the Develop program. Uh, from from uh, attending the San Diego Develop Day, I was given a 1520, which was uh, the nice. device of my choice. So, yeah, it was, uh, ever since then, I, I really haven't looked back. Uh, even in these difficult 950 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's challenges we're working through, that's for sure. So. But it, it, I'm glad that we're dealing with the struggle. You know, and it's getting... I th- I, we talked about it last episode. I think it's going to be a common theme, but we're going to touch on for the next few episodes, that it continues to get better and that it's. I, th- I think it's worth it. You know, I don't think that it is It is enough for... Well, whatever. You know, there's... Uh, is people jumping back and forth across that fence, basically. They're still, even if they jump off the fence, they, they step onto Android or iOS for a little while, they haven't strayed too far. And I think that's the good thing. We'll talk about it a little bit more later next episode or something. But, um, yeah. I do have to interrupt because uh, you guys mentioned that I did install uh, Windows 10 on the SSD today. So I, I was very impressed by how quick the install from fresh was it was three minutes i counted it down so i just had to mention that before i lost the thought so that's incredible that's nice three freaking minutes and then how, i remember you mentioned to me when we were chatting how quickly it took for office to six install. minutes six minutes this ain't windows 95 boys <laughs> that's awesome. so i do apologize for uh interrupting but i had to do it before the thought left my head oh yeah no no problem so you you know you've been podcasting. I know I was on a podcast with you. Feels like half a decade ago already, um, or something. And also tell us more about what you do to fund your hobbies. What is your profession? Well, um, I'm a freelance web designer by trade, so I do a lot of work with different people. Um, I, I've been doing web design since I, I was 14 years old, so that was about 2004. So um, I'm now 25 and. A little bit more seasoned but uh i work with a lot of startups um through through my profession i'll come in as a freelancer and then i'll be offered a position an actual position that's paid and uh and i actually uh picked up a position with a startup called get your view on and they're an online reputation company and uh you know i deal with a lot mainly business to business so i deal with a lot of businesses who have uh had trouble getting yelp Google or um, even Facebook reviews and, and being able to repair their their uh, reputation and uh, what my my job position I, I help out with the web development and I also do with the technology side of things but I also do with customers on a uh, individual basis and I, I tell them how to you know repair their online reputation uh, what steps to do and the software that we we offer. Uh, basically is a feedback platform that based on what a uh, based based on what the customer responds it follows up with them and based on their feedback you know if it's bad feedback then we send it back to the business and uh, have the actual business 
you know, try to repair the situation and, and make it right the next time. But if it's good feedback, then we encourage the customer to go ahead immediately after that to go ahead and review the said business on Google, Facebook, Yelp, and over, I think, close to 150 sites that we support. So it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a, it's a really trendy thing to do. Um, and I, I believe that we're pioneering, uh, you know, something that's new, um, and exciting. So I, I've been really fortunate and, and uh, ex- excited to be inv- involved with it for the past six months, I think, since September. Wow. Tell so, us that, that does a lot of value to SEO, too. Yes, oh yes, gosh. yes. Tell us again the, the name of it. Uh, yes, uh, the name of the business is called Get Your Review On, and uh, URL is getyourreviewon.com. Um, don't say I sent you, though. <laughs> Well, I would imagine uh, you and David could go round and round um, in a good way yes. on as far as uh, SEO yes. and, of course, social media presence and all that. That's It really does fascinate me, too, but more just as an onlooker. I have no skill in that manner, but uh, it's very interesting. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, uh, tip of the episode, let's jump right to it. Get your kids started on <laughs> – somebody mentioned – Get them sucking on the Microsoft teat early. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, today I set up my son uh, with a Microsoft account. Uh, he is, he will almost, he's almost four, and uh, he now has a Microsoft account. He has, wow. he has uh, a Lumia 635 that is his, his own. He doesn't actually wow. use it. He prefers the LG Quantum, which he continues to uh, charge for about an hour and then use it for about 20 minutes and then charge it up. I mean, like, you know, the thing is obviously <laughs> not running well. But it's really interesting to see what he's already doing with that. He can't, you know, <laughs> write or, or or spell or anything. But he'll, he found the keyboard somehow. And he's like typing on stuff. Dad, what word is that? What word is that? And um, so that's really cool. And then he even found the maps maps wow. uh, on on the LG Quantum. And he's like, "Where are we?" And I, okay, that's home, you know. And he's like, "How do we get to Wells Fargo?" That's where my my wife works for Wells Fargo. And uh, <laughs> it's so interesting to see how much he's already picking up on that. Where obviously at my age, it, it, it when I was at his age, obviously, or even my daughter, you know, uh, you know, 12 years earlier at that age or whatever it was, um, you know, how quickly they advance, how, how quickly they absorb that stuff. My youngest, my, in, you know, she's, a, she'll be a, a year old in a couple of weeks. If there's a phone nearby, she's just attracted to it. Like any phone all the time. She's always playing with it. And, and she even rearranges the tiles on my, my wife's phone not necessarily trying to or something, but it's so, it's so crazy. So anyway, get your kids set up. I mean, I obviously got him a quote unquote vanity URL or not a URL, but I mean, you know, like a good, uh, email address, I should say, sorry. Um, and, uh, whatever, just get him into the, get him into the system. So there's no like age restriction on Microsoft. Accounts. Well, no. And so I, I went through this system to, to, to determine that, to make sure. And so, yeah, I put his real age in there, and uh, I, I obviously I added him as um, from f- through the family safety or Microsoft family or something. And so, obviously, to set it up when like when quote unquote he set up his new phone, which was me, uh, I ha- it had it kicked him out, 
and said, go find your parent and have them log in with their information. Really? Interesting. Um, so is your Microsoft account established as some kind of parent account? To correct, this account? yeah. And so, and my okay. wife is a co-owner or at least an administrator on this shared family. And so she got the invitation. Actually, if, you, if you're if you bored, take a look at my last couple tweets there of what I, my wife and I both received in email recently. And it's a little bit comical if you're not really, it's just funny, basically saying um, you're, Porter Smith is my son's name has now accepted the invitation to your family. I'm like, well, it's about time. I mean, like, <laughs> so I didn't mean to, I didn't want to talk as much, <laughs> didn't spend as much time on this as I already have, but, um, well, actually, can I, can I add one little yeah, thing yeah. to this? So I, when I had a Microsoft account, I don't remember it's, it's earliest manifestation may have been a windows live account. I think, and then the Zune account. And then the third iteration of it was an Xbox account. And luckily, whenever I first got it, I don't remember how old I was. It was before I was... It was like during high school or a little before high school. Luckily, I had the smarts to think, oh, I should sign in with my existing Microsoft account, not make another one like literally all of my friends did. Um, so anyway, this account I have has a bit of seniority now. And, and anyway, we can talk about that another time, which would be interesting. But I remember the day my Xbox account went from a child account to an adult account. And it was the day that they released the uh, the Windows Phone 7 like um, uh, gear or whatever. And you could not view the advertisement. You needed to unlock it as a child account. You had to be an adult to see advertisements on the Xbox screen. So I remember, like, I think I turned whatever it is, 17 or 18, whatever the age was when you were considered an adult. I, like, applied as quickly as possible. And I got the special avatar item, like, a, a few days before it went out. And that's the reason why. <laughs> that's really cool. That's very interesting, actually. And to this day, my avatar still has that Windows Phone 7 uh, item, and he always <laughs> looks at it and stuff and does the whole Xbox avatar That's thing. really cool. That's, That's awesome. very cool. Um, to, to, to go through this, to, f- to fully set this up for him, I had to actually, it actually cost me 50 cents. They had to verify that it was a grown-up account. Basically, I had to use a credit card. Really? And this is well-criticized, uh, and I... I you know, I was able to spare the 50 cents, but it was, it, I understand why people are <laughs> upset about this, that that doesn't seem to be needed. There must be another way to verify, you know, a, an adult, you know, a grown up um, email or, or account. So that is kind of odd, but I think it's, um, mm. I would imagine that this kind of thing doesn't get hacked or abused too often. I, I saw someone, a couple of people on Twitter recently say, oh, my Gmail got messed up again. And we've said this before on the show, like our Outlook accounts or Live or Hotmail or stuff or whatever have not been hacked very often, if ever, and uh, and whatever. So we're not going to go on that too further. But set your kids up with Microsoft accounts. Feed them the Kool-Aid early. <laughs> Oh my! What flavor Kool Aid well, is it? <laughs> uh, blue, Microsoft blue. I don't know. Or is it Facebook? <laughs> Facebook yeah. blue. Ugh. Okay. Well, would that make it blue raspberry? Because I mean, I'm all, I'm down. Because that's the best artificial flavor ever made. <laughs> okay. David, did uh, did the latest preview uh, version install on your phone yet? 
it's, I started downloading it just as we were starting. It seems like it's a pretty big update because, oh, wait, it just finished the minute you asked. So I'm restarting it right now. But you have it, right, yeah. Vernon? Okay, what, what have you noticed about it so well, far? Well, the one that we're talking about is uh, the latest technical preview uh, for Windows 10, obviously, Windows 10 Mobile. Yeah, it's 14.3.22, I think, and this one has more. Either this, I think last version actually was officially Redstone. I forget now exactly. It doesn't matter, but this okay. is Redstone, okay? Yay. And uh, biggest thing, notification. Not- notification center is, is cool to have that in there. Obviously, the notification center has been there, but I mean, the extra things you can do with that, you can order the notifications, you can uh, uh, show how many, like say Twitter or Facebook or messaging or whatever, you can set up to just have uh, one, three, five, ten, or 20 uh, instances, different uh, messages in there um, so that you don't overwhelm it or whatever. Um, Drawing a blank here. Oh, you can resize like the the drop down like the actions not resize but you can put them in a different order you can hide some of them that's pretty impressive gauge what have you seen so far well first of all what are you running it on and what do you what do you see so far in this okay so right now um i don't have the preview installed but i did do my research on it um i did see a couple videos of it in action and the biggest thing that i know i will use is uh clearing up the (laughs) the action center there's a lot of stuff I don't use on my action center. I don't put my my phone into airplane mode ever, and uh, you know I don't really mess with the brightness ever. Uh, rotation lock never put that on. Um, so it it would be a lot more convenient for me to have the quick stuff uh, and be able to reorder it around. And then I saw that the um, notifications itself in the action center were more cleaner uh you know non-repeating icons everything was more more stylized you can put top priorities for notifications which is huge for me because i need certain emails to be prioritized and uh, i need certain things to be prioritized over like uh you know sometimes uh, my i i tend to work through facebook messenger a little bit more often than than uh you know anybody than a normal person and uh facebook messenger needs to be one of the top priorities and uh and so it, this is an app-by-app app basis, right? Like, you can't say, I want this email account. I just, it has to be email in general? Well, all of my emails are important. Uh, the way I have right. it set up is that they, if I don't want to be notified about it, then I have it go into a subfolder. Um, you know, you know okay. how live works, if, if it's in a subfolder, something like that, you won't get uh, the notification for it. So... Okay. Well, related to that, but obviously a feature we've had for a while is to pin those specific folders to your start screen, right, right, right. and then see that you know that number climb or or whatever, and that is very useful. I use that quite a bit. Yeah, I'm a little weird. I don't I don't use the um, pinning for start screen. Um, the the one scenario that I did use it for was uh, back when uh, Windows eight. Uh, on the phones when they had the OneNote pin pin uh, where you would pin uh, a new quick note. Yep. I used that frequently. That was probably the most frequent thing that I used. Uh, hmm. But uh, besides that, I, I don't really... Uh, I like my, my home screen to be more quick apps and glance information. Mm-hmm. Well, David and Gage, both you guys... Why are you not, David, you talked about it a little bit, but why are you not running it right now, like on your daily driver? I mean, what experience have, how bad has it been for you? 
Well, Gage, you have a specific example you mentioned earlier uh, as far as uh, reliability or, st or lack of stability and reliability. Right. Well, uh, we, we talked last week um, and I was kind of, I had to, I had to leave the insider builds and go into production uh, builds um, mainly because I couldn't rely on the camera. There's just the camera itself. I, I remember I was at a professional event and I had to take pictures and I had to share those pictures and the, the photos app kept crashing on me like repetitively and it was just embarrassing. And then, you know, it was just really bad because then, you know, uh, somebody else had to pull out their iPhone and retake the pictures and just to be able to get it out. And I was just, I was just kind of dumbfounded because for me, I'm a, I'm a Microsoft enthusiast and I'm always showcasing my devices, you know, and one of the biggest things about my device is that it takes amazing pictures. And uh, one of those people that were there was like, Gage, you need to take the pictures because they knew. Uh, and mm -hmm. it was just, it was just kind of one of those moments where I just felt so embarrassed and, like you let them yeah, down. Yeah, I did let them down. Um, another thing is, you know, the, the, the big thing that really drives me mad is the Cortana crashing, uh, which I know you guys mentioned that last episode. But uh, yesterday I counted I, and I was traveling uh, from San Diego to from San Diego to Los Angeles. Uh, and Saturday also I was I went to Santa Barbara for the Earth Day Festival and went back down to San Diego. And I was just doing a lot of on the go driving and it's more con so convenient to have uh, Hey Cortana. And it was just at a point where even Hey Cortana wasn't working. <laughs> that's me. Well, for we didn't hear that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So well, it's that's not my working? <laughs> it sounds like it's working. <laughs> no. My device, it didn't come on on my, my device, which has, has it enabled. So, but Somebody's did. My, my uh, laptop did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is running a stable windows 10 build for the yeah. for the computer but it's just it was so like frustrating because i kept having to repeat hey dot 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 you know what i mean and my wife was like what are you trying to do and i was like well can you just take my phone and type in a, a appointment for monday morning at six o'clock and she was like ah oh. she got frustrated she's like why can't why can't you just <laughs> command your phone to do it and i was like well i'm driving Huh. You know what's funny though? I, I have to say, in experiencing these Cortana frustrations, these kind of things make you an expert at finding like other ways to do the same thing. So, for example, if I know Cortana is crashing with voice activation, I just go in and put in like reminder and type it in, and it doesn't crash. Or like if I do that and then it crashes, then I try voice command and then it doesn't crash. <laughs> so you have to like it's like a puzzle you have to figure my, out. My my wife, she was laughing at me because. Uh, I was, I did exactly what you did. So I pulled over. I was like, all right, I got to pull over. I got to put this in for, forget about it. Cause I'm, I'm a scatterbrain. So I pulled over and I typed in, uh, set a reminder for six o'clock AM for setup with, with Michael. And as soon as I hit enter, then it, Cortana just closes down and goes to the start screen. I'm like, Oh, so then I did a hard reset. We waited for like five minutes on the side of the freeway. And then it worked after that. And I just, I got so nice. frustrated and I've been tweeting, uh, Lumia us and, you know, kind of prodding at them. I'm hoping that they, they hear it, but it, it really just core feature of the OS itself <laughs> crippling me. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I've experienced, been experiencing this on the reg, uh, what is it? 10 286, I think, whichever the production one is, um, occasionally, you know, maybe half, half or a third of the time I use Cortana, I do get a crash. Um, and so 
so at that point, I'm like, well, why don't I just use the preview anyway? And so that's kind of what pushed me towards, okay, I'm just going to use it. And whatever is not working, my experiencing it not working should send that data back, you know, that that information back to Microsoft and help that resolve it, one would hope and expect. So, um, yeah. And Aaron, like Aaron, good things to life, Aaron said, like, actually, your experience is probably a bit better on the fast ring. And it has been for me. So, well, yeah, yeah, I, it, yeah. go ahead. I, I was just worried about the camera. That was my biggest thing is worrying about the camera um, because I use a camera a lot. I take a lot of pictures. I live in California. It's gorgeous out here. Like, why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's about to get real gorgeous in Washington, meaning it'll finally not rain. Well, I would imagine yeah, so. right around July or so we'll get above 70 degrees and it'll be, we'll be glorious. Hey. Hey, it's been over 70 for a bit. Yeah. Yep. I have 70 degree weather all year long. So yeah, it's kind of, I don't have, I don't see, I don't have seasons. Next topic. Next topic. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, that is totally fine. It just don't rub it in. That's all. <laughs> I could use some snow though. I, I, I didn't experience snow until I was 23. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, without pulling up the cheat sheet here, any other key features we want to talk about here for uh, the latest? I guess one I can remember um, was the the settings look different. Settings are are better. They've um, well, they look better, but they're sorted a little bit better. Some of the things are in the right spots, like they should be. I'm trying to remember this of the specifics, but that's one of those things you almost don't necessarily notice until you roll back. I mean, I had to mess around. I don't know how many updates it took for me to get that 635 on the on the production ring, and um, I mean, just just scrolling through the updates or through the uh, settings itself was was ridiculous. So, um, uh, anything else you guys want to add to the fast ring talk? Um, well, just one thing I will say. I don't I don't think it's a fast ring thing because Maps is now being updated as an independent app, mm-hmm. right? Okay, well, I just want to say about the Maps app really fast. That feature of you can now pin any location to your start screen, and you can also pin a get me there to any location. Before, it was just home and work, but now you can say get me there to any location, which is super helpful. And I that's one of the newer updates that I've um, really been utilizing. Nice. I do have a couple, couple of locations pinned on my home screen. Yeah. I have like a whole folder of just like plays I need to go. It's like a tiny little square, and I tap it, and it like expands, and then you choose one. And That's a good idea. It's like awesome. So yeah. that in itself, David, is a classic example. I'm not picking on millennials. I technically am right on the border of that. Whatever. And also Cortana itself. It's like, oh, I can't talk to my phone, and it and it remind me of things. Heaven forbid you take out a notepad and write something down, right? Or, oh no! I'm going paper. Or man. pull out no the map out of the glove compartment. And I, I, I don't use a pen. I mean, like at home, I cannot find a pen. At work, I have to use one, you know, occasionally. Um, and and like maps, I have not had a map in my vehicle for the last seven <laughs> years. I mean, like I, you know, and I used to love. I still do love maps, whatever. But this is the thing: is that we're pro- we're advancing. I don't want to say progressing because sometimes moving. Progression isn't always good, right? But we're we're changing and we're getting used to that new thing. And when we have to step back even half a step, sometimes we kind of 
freak out about it. Oh, I can't do that thing that I couldn't do six months ago anyway or two years ago anyway. So it's it's like the person that pays cash in the line of people using like, credit cards. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I go paperless because I was I just went to Earth Day Festival on Saturday, so. <laughs> hey, it's because you love the environment, isn't it? We'll see how long that lasts for. Yeah. So uh, so selfless of you. <laughs> I know, right? All right, let's talk about some other stuff that's not Microsoft. Well, it is kind of, actually. Microsoft Hub Keyboard on iOS. This has been out for a little bit. I've been using it. Um, I'm not real happy with it, actually. Um, I like that all the cool functionality is in there. If any of you guys uh, have used this, listeners, um, it is basically an extra keyboard with extra functionality in there. You can pull out, uh, access uh, different files or contacts and things like that. It's kind of a, uh, it's a souped up version of a keyboard. And iOS keyboard is junk to begin with. I mean, it truly is. And this doesn't get it any better, actually. I'm surprised, but I I thought, man, this is kind of ridiculous, actually. And then I heard that most of the third-party apps, third-party keyboards for iOS were junk anyway. Yeah, it's sitting at two stars, it looks like. Not real, not real good. But I would definitely want to try it. I totally forgot mm-hmm. about it. So I'm going to try so it. So it is interesting. It's nice that, nice that Microsoft is doing that. And, of course, they're just adding, you know, it's just building on itself and building momentum, and that's fine. The, what people are more excited about is the WordFlow keyboard for iOS. It is currently in private beta. I know a few people that are using that. It also has that Arc keyboard, I think, or key arrangement, basically, which a lot of people have uh, talked about, thought was pretty interesting. I would absolutely love to see to, to use that. Actually, listeners, if one of you has uh, a, somehow a link the ticket, the golden ticket to get this thing in beta, private beta, which by time, it'll be public anyway pretty soon. But anyway, this is really, really, really interesting. WordFlow. We love WordFlow, many, most people, and having that on other OSs. David, you talked a little bit, you should talk further actually right now about um, having your keyboard follow you around. Oh man, it's invaluable. First off, like Vernon said, anyone that has a golden ticket to this, I mean, hey, we have a golden ticket to our Slack group. Maybe we could talk. Our guys could talk. Your guys could talk. I mean, what do you yeah. say? Um, we'll work something out. Um, but anyway, like Vernon was saying, I mean, predictive text, it's all we have these advancements of technology, right? And now it's like, what's the next step of that? Like, how can we make our lives even faster and even more, you know, tailored to us? And with Microsoft, with this one, you know, universal app platform, people don't want to relearn how to use the Wonderlist app. They want one interface for one thing. Same thing with your keyboard. You don't want to have to retell your keyboard what words you prefer and, like, what, like, maybe you have a certain interesting last name that no one else has. You don't want your keyboard telling you you've spelled something wrong for the millionth time. You want your keyboard to know that that's your name. And and so I think this is a brilliant move. Do you, Vernon, do you know if anyone that's really doing a cross-platform keyboard like this to this degree? No, I'm not aware of it. I can't imagine it is that difficult. I don't know why we have not moved to that. Even the difference, and I hate to just pick on Microsoft about this, but like the keyboard between Windows tablet, for example, and Windows mobile. Like it's my same login. It's like it's me. It should at least remember like the, the, the words added to dictionary. But taking that the next level taking that further is on like when i type when any of us type 
you know, there's, what is it, the N, you, typically it's for N for me. If I tap N, I often hit the space bar or vice versa. Okay, I hit, I hit space bar with that thumb. And so when I mess that up and I need to go back and delete that N and put a space in there, it would not be difficult for Microsoft or anybody, well, anybody who's smarter than me that, to, to do this. Obviously, I can't figure it out. But like to, to just understand that and to pick up on that and literally reduce the the touch space on there just like they talked about mm -hmm. workflow or it actually microsoft's original windows phone keyboard literally changed the sizes mm. of the touch area um and you'll notice that you go through and um you know years ago you would try to type something wrong you know try, type it sloppy and you would still get it right you know and so that that capa wow. that capability is there so to have that across all your devices would make so much sense. It really, really would. And why the heck isn't shape writing part of Windows 10 desktop? Just saying, it should be. Yeah. Like, it's already in the phone. It should be on desktop. Um, other than that, I mean, um, they're pretty similar, right? Or are they really different? Shape writing versus what? I, I, I mainly, I don't use, like, Windows 10, and it's like, I need a keyboard, basically. So I use pretty much proper keyboards when it's anything other than a mobile device. So I don't actually use keyboards on Windows 10 proper that much, but it, have, do either of you use like the touch Windows 10 keyboard very much? Not not very much. It's it's frustrating for me uh, because I prefer a physical keyboard. Right. And I mean, Vern and I as LG Quantum folks can agree with you there. Well, that's true, but I, you know, I do have a tablet that I, you know, occasionally type on uh, very rarely, really. But it is, um, no, for big windows, no, not really. But speaking of keyboards, okay. uh, I did get the Microsoft Sculpt keyboard, or Sculpt Desktop, they call it, uh, for, for work. And uh, just just to mention something quick, the coolest thing about it is that the numbers pad, number pad, is detached, or, you know, it's separate. And so you're able to put that on, well, somewhere else. And it even has a dedicated calculator button on there, just tapping that pulling up calculator. And that's, um, you know, some people can really appreciate that and other people have already fallen asleep. So let's uh, move to the whatever. No, that is cool. That's a great use of, that's a great use of the keyboard, totally. So, but I figured I'd throw that in here somewhere. Lately, oh yeah, and then, okay, okay. Moving on, uh, Google's apps by Microsoft, or wow, Microsoft's apps in the Google Play Store. Arrow Launcher has been available for some time. It's basically a you know a skin launcher for Google for Android. I've been using it for a little bit. It's if fine. I think it is better than uh, you know the stock uh, launcher, but it doesn't really do too much for me. I guess maybe once I've spent more time with it, I will uh, enjoy that. David, have you tried this or Gage? Have you? Yeah, I have tried it, and I think I had to like res reset my Android phone at some point, and I inevitably got rid of it. I think it's just sort of an Android thing where it just seems like a pain to set stuff up like that for some reason because you think something's going to go wrong. Um, but while I had it, I did enjoy it. How about you, Gage? Uh, I haven't tried it. Even though I do have an Android device, I, I rarely use it except for the occasional need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there's also reportedly the WordFlow app or keyboard is in beta for Android. Um, I've only heard that a couple different places, so I don't know how true that is, but it would make sense that it is. 
and then it's coming eventually. So we have, we have that to look forward to. Hype. Yeah. I want to mention something that I listened to that I heard about on All About Windows Phone, which is a podcast, obviously, uh, many, many listeners listen to, I would imagine. They made a good point on this uh, most recent episode that um, Windows Phone, Windows Mobile, Windows Desktop all have auto updates set as as default, and that that's it actually works pretty well both for enthusiasts for, in most cases because as soon as the update's there we want it obviously we're not gonna not install it, um, and, but then also um, that truly some of the other platforms don't have it. Um, well, I should say updates themselves, but also, uh, uh, you know, for the OS, but also for the, the apps. That's the biggest thing. Every time I pick up my my Android phone or my my uh, well, iPhone, there's, there's updates on there for the apps. I don't even have that many apps on there. It's ridiculous to go through and update, you know, even just hit update all. It's like, why can't you just do that? And I know that there must be ways to, to modify that, but I guess I haven't dug deep enough to do that. Yeah, I think one thing, though, what you mentioned, though, I don't think most people want to do updates. And so it's it's particularly unhelpful for them, just not that they're aware, but it's particularly unhelpful for their experience to not have apps updated in the background. Because given the choice, many consumers will say no to updates. And so automatic updates are a great service to people that don't like updates just as much as they're a service to people that do like updates. And the one, the one more thing that I'll say that's still a barrier in my experience, at least on a phone, is that, smartly so, apps wait to update when you're connected to Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So if someone is, like, lazy and never wants to connect to Wi-Fi and they're always on data, you'll have, like, a ton of backed-up apps waiting to update, too. So there is that component to it. I just wanted to add that. Well, uh, the w- one thing that I, I've, I've seen uh, across friends who uh, have jump shipped over to windows 10 on their on their desktop devices the one thing that they don't like about it has been the auto update feature uh more so that they they just don't update at convenient times for them uh which obviously i i believe is user error because you could set the proper times um to update your your computer um for me example i haven't had to worry about going into my store app or going to my computer desktop and go to the Windows store and hit update. It just automatically does it. And even what builds, even when I get a new build on my phone, I just know that it's going to install overnight and I don't have to worry about it. Uh, and I haven't had to do that since Windows 10, which uh, it's been crazy because I was a habitual update checker. I would be that guy that every day at at a certain time or my lunch break, first thing I did was go to store, click the three three menu thingy, and uh, go to uh, updates or go. To, I can't remember how you do it on Windows Eight, but I, I it was I just did that. I remember hitting the three menu button and going to uh, downloads and updates or something like that, and hitting uh, check for updates, and then you get that prompt that says uh, well, we're gonna check for updates or something like that, and you hit it okay, and then you waited a little bit. <laughs> You guys yep. know what I'm talking about. So oh yeah, exactly. I... That spinning wheel, which was so fresh in your eyes at the time, and you had, you're like, "What is this new loading screen that should be an hourglass?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, I was the same way. I would check for updates on the apps, and now they just they just handle it. You know, it's great. Well, the thing is, you could have have them auto update anyway for apps, 
but that a lot of people wanted to see like oh this is a new thing and i i get that i understand that but um but now with windows 10 mobile uh you have recently updated anyway i think and i i think it's easily dismissed you have to be careful not to miss it but anyway uh one more thing to add about uh the latest technical preview version is that you now have active hours you can set the active hours uh as many as um or no more than 18 hours you can't have it um you can't have less than or you can't have more than 18 hours of active active hours whatever but that's a nice thing because that way you know it, it knows when it's going to do all that kind of stuff and you really don't have to have to worry about it a little bit different than setting the specific time of the restart anyway awesome is it time for the okay wait no are you talking about the technical preview stuff right now? Well, we kind of jumped back to it. I just want to mention, too, that all about Windows Phone, uh, Steve and Rafe mentioned, they made a really good point about tons of people running the technical preview on the 920 and the 1020, obviously, like, about a year ago. And right. uh, really not because those were the enthusiasts. Those were the flagship phones. Those phones were solid. They Everybody loved those. And, yeah, of yeah. course, they're going to put the technical preview on there and play around with it. And the 635... Kind of one of the worst Windows phones we've had, honestly. Um, and so, yeah, it was cheap and many people had it. But it wasn't one that people would really dwell on. They wouldn't hang out on the technical preview with that phone very often. And so the people, you know, the most people that use the technical preview, especially the enthusiasts, if there was a pop-up, hey, how do you like this this unfinished build? Well, most people would be like, it's junk, fix it. And that was the whole point of the, the you know the, the insider program and so those so the few people that use the, the 635 or especially microsoft's internal testing hey this is running no worse than the 920 well then the 635 ended up getting windows 10 on it um whereas no the 920 and 1020 are not scheduled to be getting that so that's Maybe that's why that happened. Another point was that um, I think the 635 runs the Snapdragon 400, uh, whereas the 1020 and 920 runs the Snap uh, S4. Forget what it is now. This sounds right. Of course, just dual core, where uh, 635 was quad core. Um, perhaps that's why. Yeah, so that would also explain maybe, because the 1520 is getting yeah. it, right? Yeah, so that would explain that. All right, who wants I to tackle? I missed my fifteen twenty. <laughs> I, I yeah, it. I I wish mine worked a little bit better, but I I do, I like it. Um, who wants to tackle? Who wants to jump into this next one? Who wants to wade into these muddy waters, David? I mean, I'm feeling up for it. <laughs> I don't know, vertical video versus horizontal video capture and playback. So. Do you remember the outcry about vertical video stuff and it seemed like everyone was kind of getting it and people were really just going back to horizontal video a little bit? Well, then something called Periscope and Meerkat came out and literally destroyed all the work that us horizontal video people had been doing. Um, and then only <laughs> after a few years after they came out, they had horizontal support. Which, which brought me to tears, I have to say. So I'm extremely biased. Does anyone think there's any merit at all to vertical video? I, I personally cringe every time my wife starts recording video vertically. I'm like, what are you doing? You're not 
how are we going to play this back on the TV? It's going to be see black on the right and black on the left. Like, what are you doing? Well, in the most modern homes, of course, you know they have the TV sideways, right? That's the new thing everyone's doing. Yeah, I can flip my, my TV sideways if I wanted to because I, I have it mounted, <laughs> but it still doesn't make sense. Ooh, nice. Well, uh, it's it's yeah. elect, it auto-detects that, basically. As you're on YouTube on your smart TV, it recognizes when you're on Periscope or playing back of, you know, it's just a little motor in there, servo, flips nice. it over. That's going to happen. Yeah. That's what, You guys are laughing about it, but that's going to happen. <sighs> Boy. You know, I uh, I have a 4K TV that I mounted up uh, around. Uh, no, it was after I came back from the honeymoon. So that TV and the mounting stuff was sitting in my living room, collecting dust for like two months prior to the wedding, and I finally got to doing it after honeymoon time. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Well, the, well, like YouTube, for example, I guess I don't know of a good example of, I don't, I don't remember that ever working well, where someone uploads vertical video. Okay, some good, good friends of my wife and I, um, they, they just got a new apartment, like, and they decked it out really nice. And they had, it was a seven minute video of, of I mean, it's well done, you know, uh, walking through it, um, and then stills and zooms and pans, and they had uh, audio dubbed over it and everything. It was beautiful, really showcased th- their new apartment. And it was just, you know, they're kind of videographers, so they deal with this. The whole thing is shot in vertical video on their mm-hmm. iPhone. And I'm like, what? on earth like who are you appealing to like there must be something that compelled you to do this and i what am i missing i always think about that when something just blows my mind i'm like if i can't get over this hump there's someone there, there's a reason that they someone believes that and i don't know what that is truly what 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 is this well it's a lot more natural to hold, hold a phone like this and i really think it's just convenience slash laziness that compels people to do that um although you're talking about the time and effort they put into the videography and the zoom at that point it's like well i i'm with you i have no idea why you do vertical video for periscope and meerkat you have gage what are you doing that's really scary (laughs) like for for periscope and meerkat there is some merit i suppose because when there's comments and there's like chat you can it does go up vertically and like i suppose that could lend itself to it being vertical and that being an advantage. But you're right, Vernon. I mean, Gage, I bet you have the answer because you were just creepily vertical videoing earlier. So you probably know what's what we're missing. I was trying to reenact what somebody was doing when they were getting all intense with it, like zooming in, zooming out. Oh, okay. At least it wasn't with an iPad, Vernon. Oh, 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 man, that's another topic. If you have an iPad and it's vertical... There's a special place in purgatory for you. <laughs> wow. Um, man, I was going <laughs> to... What are you doing, Gage? <laughs> then now, okay, that, that that one, Gage is holding up the, the Nokia Lumia 5, uh, 2520, the tablet, one of the only RT tablets. Now, that's a 16 by 9, right? Just like the original Surface? Looks like it? Yeah. <laughs> and you're shooting vertical video, or, well, at least picture. Well, and you know, what's even more of a disgrace about that is we're seeing the Nokia logo sideways. Come on, man. That's like, that's too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Anyway, to wrap that part up, I uh, I think I'm 90% sure that the iPhones right now are 16 by 9 aspect ratio, as I understand. Right? They're, I don't. Are I thought they, they were. 
And it's not four by three. That's for sure. That's what the iPads are. <laughs> well, uh, I, I hope they are. I think they're think they're sixteen by nine. Well, when you're shooting video, it's basically nine by sixteen, right? And um, and so the human eye, and I looked this up because it infuriated me. So the human eye reads in uh, five or views in about five by three, but it's still a minor oval, like a double oval shape, kind of. Um, but five by three, that's that's how, which is similar to four by three aspect ratio, obviously. And we can have another rant about sixteen by nine versus four by three. But uh, would that's how you view the world? You don't now if you're blind, in one eye. If you're blind in one eye, okay, I like literally I could understand. Okay, you could shoot it a different way or like whatever. Um, most people see through both eyes, so like their aspect ratio is pretty similar. Anyway, I in another world, humans have eyes that are vertical and they're like this way, yeah. and so horizontal video is the plague of the earth <laughs> instead of vertical. An alternate, uh, alternate world. That's all I have to say on it. Anything else you guys want to add to that? No. Yeah. <laughs> they probably they probably were recording vertical for science. <laughs> for yeah. science, correct. Somebody's gonna vertical video record our podcast and play it back. I had um. It was an interesting. I had more feedback and more support for vertical video on Twitter than I was expecting, and fair points they had, whatever. But um, I'm not convinced yet. Anyway, personal app picks, David. Let's start us off. Okay, so I was tipped by Lumia US that seemingly out of nowhere tweeted me and said, "Hey, there's a Todoist plugin for Outlook, and the app's great." And I tapped the tweet, and I looked above it, and there was zero context for it. So Lumia US just decided to tell me about it. Um, and I said, thank you. Um, I use Wonderlist, actually, which you guys kind of own. But I will check this out anyways. So because Lumia US gave a shout-out to, Do- to Doist, I feel like maybe I should give a shout-out to Doist. So Hold on, David. How many minutes ago did you get this? Like an hour and a I half. Got You're going to have to share same, this. I got the same thing two hours ago. Uh-oh, we're, something's we're being blanketed. Here. And the and the Todoist like Twitter account got mentioned in the tweet and they favorited the tweet. Hmm. I probably didn't get the tweet cuz I was talking crap to Lumia US earlier. <laughs> Let's avoid that guy. He doesn't want to hear from us right now. Anyway, yeah, that's uh <laughs> just interesting i guess that's funny to know vernon we should have like a poll like did you get a tweet from lumia us about to do it it's very interesting i mean it's it's good here's here's the thing this is the bright side of this and not say that this is necessarily a bad thing anyway but the wonderfully bright side of this is that it still exists microsoft or lumia us is there's still people manning that ship the, the the you know someone at the helm that are they're actively promoting this and yeah they're actively promoting to people that i mean david you and i are pretty much in the thick of windows mobile um but you know i probably will actually try out to do this i know it exists you know i've whatever i'll probably try it but that's great that that's actually that they're still trying that that something is going on um yeah it's, i guess that's all i have to say about that yeah uh do you have an app pick by any chance i'm gonna go back to six tag we've used it before well maybe we haven't actually but 
Um, six tag by uh, Rudy Wynn, who has been uh, obviously well known as and quite mostly loved uh, by uh, oh, yeah. Windows Windows Phone enthusiasts. Uh, six tag uh, has been around for a long time, obviously the the Instagram app, and I've been using it more and more. I'm definitely using it every single morning for my little. 10 seconds of video yeah. but also oh um, yeah i've been posting a few more um pics and stuff like that and obviously and i've been posting to facebook and twitter via the same you know the same time and i'm still on the fence whether i should be doing it that way posting individually that's a different discussion so but six tag by rudy win good app did you see the tweet that he got from someone that said rudy win you i don't remember what he said he basically insulted him and said I can't believe that you hate us so much that you won't make a Snapchat app for Windows Phone. <laughs> so he, I'm not even going to respond to that. He did make a Snapchat app for Windows Phone. Two, mm-hmm. Snapchat <laughs> went on the absolute warpath against it for in whatever legally and just for whatever reason. Um, I think that guy was trolling. Well, and three. Well, I, I, you think? I mean, I hope so. I want to include a three. That person's entitled AF. I'm just gonna throw <laughs> that out there. That's true. Yeah. Okay. What is your personal app pick before I, I turn into I get Super Saiyan and turn rage mode? <laughs> Over nine thousand. Over nine thousand. Okay. So my personal app fit pick, um, you know, uh, post tax season and all that. Uh, Office Lens. Uh, any any college student would uh, know what I'm talking about, but uh, I, I actually take pictures of my receipts, and I uh, keep digital and keep digital versions of them on my in my OneNote. But I also, um, you know, store them too, and it's really helpful just to be able to download your whole entire OneNote notebook of receipts, and you know, have uh, you know breakdowns by month, and you know, the one thing about Office Lens is just auto detects the uh, the area of the receipt and um it'll dump it into your 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 one note uh notebook and flatten yeah, it pretty well yep, huh? yep exactly yeah one one lens one lenses or office lens i should say is amazing i've referred it to coworkers and professors and college students and it's like platform agnostic you can get it on ios and android yeah it works well on uh, on android and uh ios quite well actually yep um, my, I'm going to go with my music pick now, and that is Smooth McGroove. And basically, he's pretty well known in the uh, gaming community for doing acapella covers of well-known game songs. Uh, and he's very good at it. He'll make, he has some, a lot of viral videos of him doing sort of, you know, they have those YouTube videos where like it's several of their own face and they do sort of an acapella thing. He's really, really good at that. Oh. And one line in particular, of course, I'm a little biased, but is the Super Smash Brothers Melee main theme that he does. It is amazing. So I encourage you to check out Smooth McGroove. Cool. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Fight Song by Rachel Platten. And uh, yeah, it's a nice song, but mostly because my son likes it. And if we get him going, he will sing most of that song. And it's really kind of cute. Um, but it's a decent, decent, uplifting, not too pop-ish song, but still um, fresh and um, whatever. It's a decent song. Fight Song by Rachel, Rachel Platten. Awesome. Um, I'm going to go with uh, somebody that's from my side of the 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 coast uh he's a uh he's a gangster rap artist actually 
Um, and uh, his name is Schoolboy Q, and uh, he just recently released a single called uh, Groovy Tony. So any hip-hop artists that like uh, some some really good uh, West Coast rap, that's that's a, a really great song to listen to. Um, can I have another music pick? Yeah, go ahead. It just it just happened. Like I was just checking Spotify and new releases, and uh, they uh, they actually released a couple of remaster albums from uh, Metallica, actually. So I saw oh, right. uh, Kill 'Em All and Red Lightning on there, and I was like, oh yeah, uh, Red Lightning was one of my favorite albums. So uh, you know, <laughs> I was definitely kind of conflicted between the two, but yeah. Very nice. Cool. David, do you have a podcast pick? I mean, there's nothing in the show notes, but okay. no, I don't have I'm going to go with All About Windows Phone, which I already mentioned. I've mentioned them before. They are – I continue to mention them and recommend them, and that should be enough reason for you to go listen to them. Okay, for me, um, I, I definitely will take a listen to All About Windows Phone since I'm starting to listen to podcasts again. Um, and I need podcasts that aren't my own to listen to. Um, but, uh, one of my, my biggest, uh, one favorite ones that I like to go to that's not techie related. It's kind of more like just science in general and, uh, just things to ponder upon and think about, uh, is uh, radio lab. I absolutely love their work and, uh, they're very well produced and, you know, uh, I could only hope that I could ever do or put out a podcast that that is as uh, well made as theirs. Hmm. Radio Lab is very good, David. You'd really like it too. It's it's very it's mainstream. It's more like um, I, it might actually be part of NPR, but it's very similar to that. But but well done, kind of like um, well, I was going to compare it to a sh- I was going to compare it to Radio Lab, which of course it is itself. <laughs> listen to it for science yeah yep this week's poll is about oh, okay man. and this is this is prefacing something for next oh, week man. and this is very, this is broad okay this isn't specific versus the recent vi- uh films versus uh old-time classic uh tv shows or anything basically just star wars versus star trek Okay, there's plenty of different reasons for it, but you, the poll, you can select your poll, which you prefer for one reason or another, but we will be discussing one of these next episode because we have a bit of an expert on. So uh, this is in preparation for next episode, which we're looking forward to. Star Wars versus Star Trek, people. Oh, man. My heart fluttered when you said that. Okay, so... Um, well, Gage, here's a great opportunity for you to plug your stuff again, and especially where people can reach you on the web, why they would want to, and of course your podcast. Tell us more about that and uh, what you cover on that. Okay. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Gage Castillo, um, and on pretty much anything else. I'm, I usually keep a consistent uh, identity, but. Um, <laughs> I can see David's nod of approval, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Gage Castillo. Um, I have a bunch of websites, a bunch of projects going all the time. I love to stay involved in the mobile community. I'm a, I'm a huge enthusiast, and you know I've worked with a lot of people in the past, and uh, you know it just it's very exciting. Um, you can check out uh, 
company I work for, uh, get your review on. So get your review on.com. Uh, it's online reputation. If you got a business uh, and it's 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 struggling or uh, really dealing with some people that are really thrashing your business online reputation, it's a good time to you know take a look at the site, see uh, what you can do. Um, I know our our software definitely works wonders with a lot of the customers that we've we've dealt with. We dealt with a lot of lawyers, a lot of uh, you know people that are in uh, housing uh, improvement. Uh, plumbers, you know, it, it's really, we've dealt with a huge amount of clients and we can definitely give you an example uh, that you can use and see what, what you can expect from it. Um, other than that, you can find me at gagecastillo.com and uh, you can see a bunch of what what I'm doing. I usually try to keep that updated. Cool. Great. Well, that's another show, folks. Thank you for listening. Of course, if you enjoyed, make sure you subscribe. That way we're always in your ear holes. There's a new podcast up, uh, episode uploaded to your favorite podcast player when we're available, when it's available. Find Also go to msmobileshow.com slash subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, msmobileshow. Of course, Facebook, msmobileshow. I actually posted there today. And uh, email wow. con- at contact msmobileshow. David V. Kimball is, of course, David V. Kimball. Many places, everywhere. Well, not ever, not Almost everywhere. Almost everywhere. Almost everywhere. I am Ver. Yeah. I am Vernon E L on Twitter, and I guess everywhere else too. Uh, once again, if you feel the show is worth some spare change, we would be thrilled if you took just a few seconds to contribute to the show by visiting support section of the website. And of course, if you contribute monetarily or not, we appreciate each and every listener. Tell friends, loved ones, people you uh, want to know about the show. I guess, and. Uh, Boy, Gage, thanks again so much for being on the show. Uh, it was great to have you. Um, and we're a little bit past an hour. So have a great week, everyone. Stay mobile.